From your local Houston BMW Center Studios, welcome to the Public Affairs Podcast, addressing local issues that affect our nation and shape our world. I'm your host, KG Smooth. And I'm Uncle Fonky Larry Jones, and as always, my young brother, it's good to see you, sir. It's good to be seen. Yes, sir. It's so good to see you, too, man. We've been through a, been through a lot here. It's been an interesting <laughs> uh, conversation since our last podcast. Yeah, and, and, and the times continue to get more interesting you know i was thinking last night i said you know historians they're going to have to be (laughs) experts in which quarter of 2020 are you an expert in (laughs) you're so right i mean from from the passing of great celebrities like kobe and his daughter to the pandemic and most recently big floyd big floyd you know and 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 with all of that with you know summer quickly around the corner uh, spring being here, not only, you know, allergy season 2020, the worst yet because of everything going on. Um, we have someone to help explain and differentiate mm. uh, the difference between allergies, be it um, pollen or dust, cold and flu, all of that. Welcoming to the Public Affairs Podcast, he is an internationally recognized clinical pharmacist, author, a board-certified clinical nutritionist and expert and educator in the integrative and precision health. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome James Lavelle to the Public Affairs Podcast. Welcome, sir. Hey, great to be here. Good to have you. Yes, it is. uh, Like I said, allergy season 2020, the worst one yet. And it has to do with climate change, yes? Well, I think there's no doubt that uh, climate change has got something to do with it. I also think that it has to do with the fact that I think in general, and I think that the whole COVID epidemic showed this, that people are in general in our country, in the U.S., more metabolically inflamed. So they're kind of set up to have a more reactive immune system. So, yes, we're having, you know, record problems with, with you know, allergies and climate change makes a difference. But I think we've got to put a little responsibility back on individuals that have to start taking care of themselves so that maybe they can experience less allergy symptoms and maybe be less prone for developing allergies. James, let me ask, um, your, your, your studies, does it, any of this have anything to do with where we live on the planet as a people per se? Here in Houston, we're predominantly hot, humid, oh, and uh, absolutely. Oh, okay, okay. Because you're like you're, you're you're mold central in Houston. Yes, man. sir. Every time I go there, I mean, I think if I stand on a street corner, I may have something grow on me. Yeah. So it's, you know, okay. I mean, Houston. <laughs> so yes, it does matter. I think. So here's the thing you want to think about is that in general, your body has this immune system and you, and, and basically you get exposed to mold and you, maybe you're getting exposed to heightened amount of mold, but your, your antigen presenting cells, you have these cells that are in your, in, in, that float around in your body called antigen presenting cells. And when you breathe that stuff in, it gets down into your intestine and it can then hit those antigen presenting cells, man, that just makes you become allergic. And so what happens is when you're in a big exposure like Houston, you just get more of a deluge of that. So if you're not working on your health, that allergies get keep getting worse. Now, you could be in seasonal places where 
maybe it's ragweed and pollen and and uh and then it, then you get a lot of rain in the fall on the leaves and you get leaf mold so people can can get different allergic triggers from the environment but in general it all comes down i know i mean i i grew up i had allergy shots i was that sick kid that you know never breathed through my nose i mean and i had to work through my health to no longer have allergies you know and i think that's what we need to think about so james for our listeners who suffer from these common uh, allergies you, you were mentioning to those of us who are living in humid places on the planet What's the best right. way to begin to build up defenses for our system? Well, do you have any suggestions on what we should be, oh. supplements we should be taking or foods? Sure. Great question. Um, first of all, uh, if you're allergic to mold, you probably want to rotate your food out. You know, if you have leftovers, don't let them sit for more than three days inside your fridge because even then you can start to get a little bit of mold growth. <laughs> and so you want to watch that. Same thing with fruits. It's got, you know, mold growing on it. Yeah. You may want to throw that out. Uh, and, and so the big ones are, you can think about taking a probiotic. So taking a probiotic is good because probiotics, the beneficial flora in your gut help regulate your immune system. And there's actually studies that show there's a probiotic called the friendly trio. Um, there's studies that show that the circulating IgE or the circulating antibodies that are related to, you know, allergic sensitivity, they're called IgE antibodies, they went down as much as 40% when people took a probiotic. So that's one real easy supplement. The other one is thinking about taking some vitamin C or quercetin. Quercetin actually binds onto your mast cells and it, and it blocks the release of histamine. And histamine is what makes your eyes water and your eyes get itchy and you feel all thick-headed and feel tired from the allergy. And so you wanna, if you want to try and block that histamine, you can use quercetin. And, of course, the big thing you got to do, man, is you got to wash your hands. Mm. When you come in from being outside, take your shoes off because you're carrying those pollens and danders on, your, on the bottom of your shoes. So take your shoes off out in the garage. And then also um, a big one is, is doing nasal lavage, right, like getting some kind of nasal spray or rinse that you can clean those sinuses out, and that'll start to reduce some of those issues. Now, if you've got it really bad, like I had, um, you need an air purifier in your house, like get a HEPA mm -hmm. filtration unit or something like that uh, with maybe a blue light that kind of knock those particles of dust down to the ground. And th those are some key things that you can do. Eating-wise, get low on the sugar, man. The more sugar that you eat, the more you make that bad flora. Uh, grow in your gut and you knock out your good flora that's helping your immune system fight allergies. Mm. Talking to clinical pharmacist James Lavelle about allergy season 2020. Uh, sir, people still cannot differentiate between a cold, <laughs> flu, uh, or allergies. Yeah. So yes. I always, I know my body, I think when my throat is scratchy and I have that little itch in my throat, that's when I know it's a cold. When it's all of a sudden kind of in my chest or like in my in my face, like the navel cavity up in there, I figure that it's allergies or sinuses or something. What what are the different symptoms? Because they're very similar, but what is yes. one that will make 
one know that mm. it is allergies versus a cold and or the flu? This is a great question because I get it all the time. Um, first of all, allergies typically won't cause a fever. So you usually won't have a fever if you have an allergy. Colds, you'll have a slight fever, and you're, you, typically you can get nasal. Like you said, you'll feel like the you know, nasal congestion plus mm-hmm. the lungs, but you add fever to that. Mm-hmm. A flu bug is more fever, aches, chills. So you may not get like congested up in their nose when you get a flu bug. A flu bug is you get a higher fever, your body aches, and you get the chills. Typically, colds, you run a low-grade fever, but you don't chill because mm. um, the, the rhinovirus isn't as, you know, it's not as dramatic, right? So, uh, you know, so that's the big differentiator, no fever on allergies. And your symptoms that people don't think about on allergies is you could feel fatigue. Um, you could, your, your eyesight could be a little worse. You know, you could notice why my eyes feeling blurry and the obvious ones of, you know, runny nose, nasal, itchy eyes, watery eyes, uh, maybe a rash on your skin, right? If you get in contact with something like ragweed or poison ivy or oak, you could see an eczema or a, a reaction occur. And then, you know, the other two, it's just, you know, low grade fever on colds. Typically, upper respiratory, sinus, lung, and the flu is the all-out body assault where it's, you know, you're, chill, you're getting chills, your fever's spiking, you're getting aches. Now, COVID made it a little bit crazy because you got some of these upper respiratory things going on at the mm-hmm. same time. Mm-hmm. So you have a little bit of that where you got the crossover. We have to be sensitive to discussing that now because there's a little bit more upper respiratory effect in a COVID infection versus what you would typically see, say, in an influenza infection. Now, what about hay fever? Well, you know, hay fever is uh, same thing. You know, if you have ragweed allergies, which is what hay fever is from, um, if you have hay fever, that's going to give you itchy, watery, runny eyes and congested nose. And that's going to happen typically in August when the, when the, it's called ambrosia latifolia. That almost sounds like a good cocktail or something. Right. I, was like, hey, I mean, I'm, I'm going to have an ambrosia latifolia. <laughs> right. Yeah, okay. right? <laughs> so, but that, but that, that, that's ragweed. That's the, that's the real name for ragweed. Wow. And so when, the, when that blooms, that's where people really feel it. So if you have ragweed allergies, you want to be rinsing your sinuses, washing your hands, you want to make sure that um, you're taking some quercetin and probiotics before the, the, the ragweed season starts, like start 30 days before. And that's going to really help. Mm. James Lavelle is on the podcast, Public Affairs Podcast. James, I, I, before we get to our next question, I would like to give you an opportunity to promote um, any of your up-and-coming projects, your website or IG address that people may follow along and get more information from you? Oh, that's awesome. They, they can go to jimlaval.com or metaboliccode.com. Um, probably one of the big projects I'm excited about is being the clinical director for the Pro Football Hall of Fame performance health platform that we're building out where we're working with some of the icons of the game to really send messages of health and what to do within communities to start to motivate people to change their behaviors and improve their health. So I'm pretty keyed up about that program. 
So I, I have a question here. Let's take it back to the basics. Sure. How allergies work. Right. Just that simple thing that triggers whatever. Because I've noticed, like, yeah. it, since I've lived here in Houston, for me personally, like, I, my first three years, <laughs> I was good. I didn't have people were mad at me. Like, how do you not have any of these problems? Oh, I can't breathe. Oh, it's this. Oh, oh this pollen everywhere. Nothing. Probably my fourth year, then it started, you know, coming down. And the pollen, I remember I was coughing up mucus that was the same color as the pollen outside. <laughs> it was It was quite... Uh, gross. So can we talk about how allergies work, sure. how they occur and affect the immune system? So basically what happens is when you get, eventually what happened to you is you just kept getting hit with that pollen. And initially your immune system had tolerance for the pollen, right? It's called immune tolerance. It was able to handle it, but you just kept getting in that pollen. And eventually what happens is your immune system identifies that pollen or that mold or that dust or that flower, whatever it is, it identifies it as a foreign invader. And what happens is, is you make antibodies. So your B cell side of your immune system, the part that triggers inflammation in your body and makes up all these antibody responses, that side of your immune system says, Hey, we got to make an antibody for that because that is a foreign invader. And, and so it makes the antibody to try to neutralize it. But when it's neutralizing it, it's also releasing a lot of, it turns on a part of your, your immune system where your mast cells, which are a part of your immune system, start cranking out a bunch of histamine. Now, histamine is good for you. Histamine actually keeps your brain alert. It's okay to have histamine in your body, but when you have too much histamine, it can, I mean, it can cause all kinds of problems. Not only can it cause, you know, itchy skin, hives, uh, like I said, watery eyes, itchy eyes. It can cause things like GI distress, like diarrhea. It can cause palpitation. So if you're pumping out a bunch of histamine, it literally can cause global effects. But the big thing is, you know, as it relates to allergies is, you identify a foreign invader, like, like, you know, people that are allergic to like milk, right? They drink milk and they have, have an allergy or they eat gluten and they have an allergy. It's mm. the same thing. It's not like gluten or milk is inherently mm. a bad thing, but for that person, they reacted. And that's the immune system identifying it as a foreign invader. And now I have to take it out. I got to attack it. And the attack creates all the inflammation in your body and why you get those reactions that you're, you know, you're spitting up bright yellow stuff, right? Like you said. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was weird. James, you gave us uh, some supplements uh, of what we could do. What about the, the medical, um, the, 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 the Zertexes sure. of the world? Uh, what, what do you say to that? Well, I, I like it. Like if you want to think about, you know, you have trouble sleeping at night and you have allergies, I would use Benadryl because Benadryl will make you sleepy, right? So that one's a good one for nighttime. Um, if you like Claritin and Zyrtec, great ways to manage your histamine. Um, I like that they have the new nasal sprays like Flonase and also Zyrtec is available now in a nasal spray, mm -hmm. um, which are low, like Zyrtec is an antihistamine. Flonase is a topical uh, corticosteroid, topical, um, you know, steroid that'll help with decreasing inflammation. So either of those work if you're, symptoms are severe enough and 
you know, you still have to try them and see how you feel. You know, as a clinical pharmacist, I always say, you know, when you're on a drug, if you take, say, Zyrtec every day, and for the first month, you're feeling great, but all of a sudden in month two, you start feeling some weird things happen to you, just, you know, read up on it, check back with your pharmacist and ask, hey, could this cause these symptoms? Because I didn't have this stuff before I started taking it, and now I do. Um, and I and a lot of times people think if they don't have an allergic reaction, like their eye swells up or you know they have a big problem, that the drug isn't necessarily having a side effect. But there can be lingering side effects that occur with continued use. So I like Zyrtec. Um, I like Claritin. You got to watch the, the ones that have the decongestants in them. If you have prostate problems or blood pressure problems, if it says D, like decongestant. Mm. Any of the decongestants could make your blood pressure go up or could worsen your prostatitis or your what's called BPH, benign prostatic hyperplasia, where you have trouble urinating, right? You, you know, your stream isn't good. And so you have to watch that on allergy medications if it includes a decongestant. You no, know, you, you're so right on, James, because I am uh, one of the African-Americans who has hypertension, has had it all my life. And yeah. uh, when I was going for a checkup, a lot of the doctors noticed a certain spike in my blood pressure. They were asking me about the medications, of course. And then when I said Claritin D, they said, okay, what we recommend yeah. is a Zyrtex. And it actually right. did not spike my my hypertension yep. as much. So it's it's what what you, you say go. is very true. Uh, you need to get to your, your, your uh, medical provider and have a thorough conversation Ask he or she everything so you can get the right medication because one could offset the other and and you know you could you could end up with a stroke trying to take care of your sinuses and that's not good. That's exactly right. I mean that's the biggest thing that I always recommend before you're taking a medication of any kind, whether it's over the counter um, or a new prescription, check it out thoroughly. Make sure you understand what could happen. Um, I find that a lot of times people are just very nonchalant about it and they don't realize it. And uh, it can actually, it can cause big problems because you know what, you know, hypertension, that's a silent killer, right? 50%, the, the first sign of a, of a heart attack, 50% of the time is death. Yes, sir. So, you know, you don't want to be pushing people that way. And certainly um, in the African-American population, because diabetes and hypertension both, kind of run pretty strongly, you really got to watch the over-counter meds that, they, that, that are being taken. I wish more education was being done on that. I, I've you know, done quite a bit since this whole COVID scare came up, but uh, it, I think it's something that's out there that we still need to push forward on really getting people to empower their health and empower themselves to take care of themselves. Indeed. Well, hopefully with the information you provide on this podcast, which people can download and listen to repeatedly, uh, you can take away a couple of great nuggets, get all back down off the sugar, right, KG, yeah, and, and get the, the home filtration center <laughs> with the blue light. I mean, all of those are just really cool, easy to do uh, things to, to improve your quality of, of, of life and health. And KG and I are both survivors of different different things, and, and we know that there's no price too great to whatever the money is i'm going to pay it to make sure i take care of my health, health. yeah and health my well-being because health is wealth and there's nothing better on earth than being alive and well yes so thank you Absolutely. for your time mm-hmm. and uh if you need more information from uh, the great james lavelle he has over 16 ebooks written over 20 books in his most recent 
uh, releases, Your Blood Never Lies, as well as his bestseller, Cracking the uh, Metabolic Code. So uh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Hey, I appreciate it. And, oh, probiotics.com, great place for people to learn about probiotics. Mm. I don't want to forget about that. That's a great spot for people to learn. So thanks for having me, guys. It's a pleasure, sir. Thank you. Probiotics.com. As we say goodbye to James, we we invite you to stick around for the next half hour of the Public Affairs Podcast. We'll be right back after this.